1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil.
2: Trail 7-4 to four to start the inning. Now the 2-2 to McGuire. Swing and a miss. He tried to check a swing and a terrible pitch in the dirt. Breaking ball reminiscent of the previous two pitches. He couldn't hold up. He strikes out to end the game. And for the second night in a row, the Red Sox lose in 10 innings to the
3: Colorado Rockies. Another frustrating night from Fenway Park. The Red Sox struggles continue and they lose once again. To a national league team that frankly isn't very good. Tonight the Red Sox fall seven to six against the Colorado Rockies in ten innings at Fenway Park. Joe Weil with you. Still hanging at Fenway Park here for Red Sox Review. We're gonna take you all the way up to midnight. You want to chime into tonight's conversation, and there is a lot to talk about, as there always is with this Red Sox team and organization, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937, the number to call in to chat here on Red Sox Review. Before we go any further, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on WEI.
1: W-E-E-I Studios, 93.7, W-E-I-F-M, and HD1. Lawrence, Boston, always live on a free Odyssey app.
3: Again, Joe Weil with you here at Fenway Park on Red Sox Review. Joe Braverman back at our WEEI studios. And the Red Sox now two games below five hundred at 33-35. and 35. They're now 5-11 over their last 16 games. In an interleague play this season, they're now 10-15 this year. And there have been some teams they've played in the National League that, frankly, aren't very good and haven't gotten the job done. I mean, this Rockies team is now 29-40 and 40 after winning back-to-back nights in X. Extra innings against the Red Sox, but this is a Red Sox team that you got swept by the St. Louis Cardinals. They lost two out of three against the Cincinnati Reds. They have not shown up against teams that they need to beat to be in playoff contention. And again, tonight another frustrating one. They fell down early. We saw the offense come alive a little bit, but once again, Runners in scoring position, the Red Sox continuing to struggle with that. They did get two hits tonight, but now over their last 11 games, they are 15 for 99 with runners in scoring position, and they're 3-8 and eight over this 11-game stretch, so... Despite scoring six runs, despite the offense again coming late, uh, coming alive toward the middle portion of the game, and then Rafi Devers pitching in his second home run of the night in the bottom of the tenth inning to make it a one-run game, you take that positive. But that being said, the Red Sox once again lose to the Colorado Rockies. Now two games below 500. There's a lot to discuss. Once again, we had a day where there was news before uh, the game actually was played, with some of the comments from Alex Cora talking about the defensive. Changes and the lineup changes that the Red Sox are going to be making. No more Kike Hernandez at shortstop, at least for the foreseeable future. Pablo Reyes will continue to get starts before Yu Chang, and then ultimately Trevor Story come back is what Alex Cora said uh, with the Kike Hernandez shortstop experiment being over, except. For a situation in which he, you know, pitch hits late, and they're going to need him out there defensively toward the latter portion of a game, and then on top of that, we were told that Justin Turner, at least for you know the time being, he's going to get more starts at first base, and with Tristan Casas having a slow defensive start to the year, and that's not to say Tristan Casas won't still be playing first base. It was clarified after the fact that it's not as if they're just shooing him to a DH spot. He's still going to play first base, but they're going to mix in Justin Turner more, who's been. Better defensively than Tristan Costas has been so far in 2023. Again, the number to call in after the 7 6 Red Sox loss to the Rockies in 10 innings 617 779 Lots to chat about, but before we go any further, let's hear what Alex Cora had to say after another loss to the Rockies in extras. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it, right? So
4: it's got to keep grinding. You know, at one point, He's going to go the other way, so you know, keep playing hard and, and keep doing, you know, keep cleaning up a few things and then go from there. Uh, he was off command-wise, uh, the walks. We had, what, two outs, 0-2 count, and then I think we walked two guys and then the, the double off the wall. So uh, as far as, like, his command today, he was off. I mean, Corey did an outstanding job. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to be disciplined. We're not going to burn these guys because we play close games. And uh, today, there were a few guys down. And, uh, you know, uh, Joe did an outstanding job, threw the ball well. Corey did an amazing job. Um, Chris s- been outstanding the last two, three weeks. And then at the end, you know, with Justin, he threw strikes. And uh, you know he walked the first guy, but after that you got to throw strikes. And they did a good job putting the ball in play and doing their thing. And you know they put it big in. I, gonna, gonna go. uh, I mean, uh, I guess right, that that swing was kind of like even the the one before the foul ball to left field. Kind of like he was straight to the ball. So uh, you know, when when I mean he's been hot the whole week hitting you know, baller ball, ball kind of, but uh, he got the pesky one and then he crushed the other one. From my end now, you know, I, I just just got to play well. That's it, you know, and uh, you know, two extra inning games is kind of like a flip of the coin, right? A minute, second, no odds, and then you go from there. But uh you know, obviously yesterday we didn't play well. Today we play okay. We played better, you know. Uh, we, we didn't pitch the way we've been pitching lately. But, um, you know, from my end, it's not deflating. Hey, the guy... Made a great throw. I mean, great throw, and he was actually avoiding the tag. You know, going inside. So, you know, he's coming at full speed. The catcher is going that way. So, you know, he was trying to avoid it. So, there's nothing with like it. Or... No, no, we're good.
3: All right. So that was Alex Cora chatting after the Red Sox seven six loss to the Colorado Rockies. In ten innings, Joe Wild with the here at Red Sox review, uh, hanging at Fenway Park, which is now empty as the Red Sox fall to thirty-three and thirty-five on the season. If you want to call in. You can reach us at 617-779-7937. There were a couple things that that Cora just talked about that I want to jump off with, and he started, uh, the first questions were about Cutter Crawford's outing tonight. He ends up going four innings, allows five hits, four runs, and and this is a guy that has impressed this season. I I really like what I've seen from Cutter Crawford. I think there is is a significant chance that he could be a long-term fixture in the Red Sox rotation, but tonight he just didn't have it from a command standpoint, and that's what Alex Cora said. He said his command was off, and and that's indicative of the fact that he had three walks tonight, which is a season high. He ends up giving up five hits and four runs, and he was tagged with six hard-hit balls uh, through 12 uh, balls in play. He got off to a nice start tonight, 12 pitches in the first inning, eight in the second, and then he threw 29 in the third, 31 in the fourth, and he ends up just going four for the Sox, and this has been the theme the entire year. If you've heard me on these post-game shows, I've talked about it a lot, but too often the starting pitchers for the Red Sox have not given uh, the team any length. And despite they, the nice run that they've had over their last 24 starts, the numbers are improved from the starting pitcher side, 3.42 ERA. After the first 43 starts, they were at 5.84 uh, among the starting rotation that being said, from an inning side, they're still hovering about five innings per game over this last stretch. And the bullpen's taxed, and that's why you saw Corey Kluber go two innings out of the pen. And then Joe Jakes, the guy they just called up, it was actually nice to see him pitch today. He made his Major League debut last night. He faced one batter and, uh, and then uh, the rain continued to pour down, and then we had a, a rain delay of an hour and 29 minutes and because he had pitched before the rain delay, they don't want to throw him back out there to get himself hurt. Uh, so they end up using him tonight, he ends up giving them two good innings out of the pen, three hits, no runs, so really his first true outing in the major leagues where he gets a chance to actually enjoy the experience instead of having some rain come down. He does pretty well, but that's, again, going back to why they use Kluber for two innings, and then, you know, obviously, uh, with no Kenley Jansen available tonight, because the way uh, he's been used recently, he's pitched in back-to-back days, this bullpen's taxed, and, and and that's why it was important for Crawford to give them some length, and he only goes four innings. Now, I would have been curious to see how long they would have extended him, even if he was efficient, because he was in the bullpen for a bit, and now you're moving him to the rotation. Uh, but, again, uh, the Red Sox lose today 7-6 to six against the Rockies in 10 innings, pitching not all that sharp, despite a couple of nice performances mixed in. Also want to give a shout-out to Chris Martin, who, Tossed a scoreless ninth inning. He's looked really great since coming off the injured list. Uh, but it ends up being Justin Garza who earns a loss in an innings pitched, two hits, three runs, two earned, one walk, and one strikeout. But on top of that, we heard the we heard the question about Alex Verdugo not sliding into home plate. That ends up being one, one of the bigger moments of the game. It came in the bottom of the fifth inning. At that point, it was uh, a 4-2 game. Justin Turner hits a single to left center field. Brenton Doyle, who's out in center for the Rockies, he has a really good arm. And, and with the bases loaded, one out, Turner singles to left center field. And a run comes in to score. That's Reyes. But Verdugo comes to the plate. The throw is a little bit toward the third base side, but Verdugo doesn't slide. Alex Cora saying that he was uh, you know, just trying to make sure he had a good line to the plate, but it, it, it was one of those plays, and maybe hindsight twenty twenty, 20 he should have slid because he would have most likely gotten in there safely, but that didn't end up being the case uh, for the Red Sox. Tonight, they don't get that run, it's one of two hits that the Red Sox end up having uh, in... Uh, yeah, uh, with runners in scoring position, they end up going two for eleven. With runners in scoring position, uh, the struggles continue uh, for the Red Sox offensively. In in some instances, in terms of just driving in runs in big spots. Again, I mentioned the stat: fifteen for ninety eight. Now. Uh, for the red sox runners in scoring position over their last 11 games the calls are uh, are coming in right now after the 7-6 loss against the colorado rockies we'll hit at least one or two before we go to our first break on red sox review again 7-6 the final rockies over the red sox in 10 let's go to sean in idaho first and uh, and from what he's telling us he's frustrated with the way the sox are playing very understandable they're now uh 5 and 11 over their last 16 sean how you doing I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah,
2: this is absolutely frustrating. This is unacceptable to be playing like this because, look, they should be beating these teams that are not good. You get swept by the Cardinals. You lose two out of three against the Reds. You get swept. Don't forget about the Pirates. You know, Pittsburgh, of course, started off well, but they haven't. They're not the best right now. And then you're losing to a Rockies team. I mean, is this going to be basically the norm Red Sox where you guys just, you know, you come off a pretty good weekend by beating the Yankees two out of three. You should be able to come back home and do business with winning. I, you know, it just makes me so frustrated. And tonight, you know, again, bases loaded in the fifth. You know, you had the Verdugo thing. You had, and then bases loaded in the seventh. And then you don't get any runs out of it. You know, one of the concepts of baseball is when men are on base – Why don't you score the men instead of leaving them stranded? I mean, the Red Sox did this even last night when they had bases loaded, nobody out in the first inning, and then Devers rounds into a double play. And then they did the same thing. It's getting to be real annoying, Red Sox, with you guys doing that. When men are on, score them. And why is it that they have trouble, too, with holding a lead if they're up by three runs or less? They need to be tough that way to hold did not give up any hits. You know, walks or hits is a bad thing, man. And, uh, you know, honestly, I've been saying this, too, for everybody who's listening in. How soon is it before Patriots football begins? And that's a message directed to the Red Sox because they keep it up. Everybody's going to be ready for Patriots football coming up in, in uh, September, which is September 10th.
3: All right, Sean, I appreciate the call. And there was a lot there. And if you want to grab his line, 617-779-7937. We have the calls rolling in right now. We're going to hit a break in a moment. We'll get to the rest of the calls uh, here on Red Sox Review. The frustration you just heard from Sean that's the feeling right now. and it in reality is starting to set in with this team that they are a five hundred team, five hundred esque team. right now they're two games below five hundred at thirty three and thirty five. but the offense has come down to earth. The pitching's been okay. and now situation hitting wise, they had a couple moments tonight where they were able to bring in runs. But again, they were 2-for-11 with runners in scoring position, and they still left uh, some runners out there in chances to take the lead tonight. And here we have another series loss against a bad team in the Colorado Rockies. You lose back-to-back games in extra innings. The frustration just continues. And, and again, the reality is starting to set in. We're 68 games in, and what do you have? You have a Red Sox team that is 33 and 33-35 at this point there's still a sizable amount of the season left but that being said this team is not giving us enough reasons for optimism you know as we continue to unfold here in 2023 again the final from Fenway Park Rockies 7 Red Sox 6 in 10 innings we're going to take you all the way up to midnight we'll hit a short break here when we come back Back to your calls and more of a breakdown of tonight's 7-6 loss to the Rockies. You're listening to Red Sox Review. You're on WEI.
1: Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Back here on Red Sox Review, the Sox fall again. At Fenway Park in dispiriting fashion to the Colorado Rockies 7-6 the final in 10 innings at Fenway. The Red Sox now 33 and 35 of the season. Five and 11 over their last 16 games and that nice start to the year 21 and 14 has now been washed away because over the last 33 games the Sox are 12 and 21 in that stretch uh, they have really fallen back down to earth they've had serious losses against the Cardinals the Angels the Cincinnati Reds the Guardians Rockies they had one against Tampa Bay too you can't fault them for that Tampa Bay is the best team in baseball but you look at what the Red Sox have done now over an extended stretch. Over the last two seasons, are now 111 and 119, and they have been in last place in all but 27 games since July 26th of 2022. This is off a stat from uh, Pete Abraham of the Boston Globe. And, and it's just been a long stretch of mediocrity now for this Red Sox club, And again, after a nice start to the year where it looks like this team could overachieve, they were hitting the ball really well, they were overcoming some deficiencies on the pitching side, but even then, at least the bullpen was performing like a a close to elite unit. They're now below 500 at 33 and 35, and they're not winning these games they really need to win against a Rockies team that is well below 500 even despite back-to-back wins here at Fenway, and they've Playing, They've played these extra inning games that they just can't eke out now over the last two nights. They did win against the Yankees on Sunday, and we did get an interesting note from uh, uh, the the media relations crew here with the Red Sox that tonight marked the first time since 2000 the Red Sox have played uh, three consecutive games that they've gone to extra innings. Last time was June 25th to the 28th in 2000, and then before that – The last time that they had played three consecutive games in which they got to extra innings on consecutive days was May 10th to the 12th of 1996. So just going back uh, in time to the last time this happened, not something we're rooting for necessarily because they've gone to extra innings back-to-back nights and lost despite winning that one at Yankee Stadium uh, to wrap up that three-game set in the Bronx. Joe Weil with the here at Red Sox Review. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. If you want to chime into the conversation, we're going to take you all the way up to midnight. Joe Braverman behind the class at WEI doing a fantastic job so far tonight. Let's go back to the phones and a frequent caller into the program. Wally in Fall River wants to chat about the Sox inability to win at home. Wally, again, I'll say this to you one more time. I wish we were talking under better circumstances, but here we are.
5: Well, it is what it is, Joe. You can't, you know, it is what it is. I mean, this is just the, the offense has disappeared into the sunset. We can't hit a fly ball. Uh, like you said, you spotted out all the statistics. Uh, Rafi knocked in four runs tonight, but the the rest of the offense, forget about it. They're a bunch of 250 hitters. Uh, we just... Uh, doesn't the hitting coach have any responsibility over this i mean we are facing a lot of crappy teams, a lot of mediocre pitchers. None of the pitches that we've faced and that you know with our with our home record with some of these teams and not Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, and Nola Ryan. I mean we get eaten up by mediocre pitchers uh we've got a lot of left handed bats uh and the lineup, maybe we're overstocked with that, I think Lou Maloney and uh cowboy Kevin Mallah said that tonight this is a heavy inning uh lefty lineup. I mean, they just can't you tell these guys to use the wall, but it's easier said than done to now Wade Boggs, Fred Lynn, or uh uh will Clark, but uh, I don't know what the answer is. College is going to get to be looked a little frustrated tonight. I mean, we could've won this game in nine innings, but uh you know the pitching, sudden pitches was decent. But uh, we just seem to play good enough to uh, lose. As funny as it sounds. We're not getting our brains beaten out, but uh, we just can't seem to hit right now. Everything is stagnant.
3: Yeah, and, and I think that, that phrasing, Wally, there, you just said, good enough to lose, that could be the slogan for the 2023 Red Sox, unless they turn, uh, turn things around here. And we appreciate your call as always. All right. Let me defend the hitting side of things for the Red Sox for a moment before getting into what has been the issue recently. So still overall, this Red Sox team seventh in OPS, uh, in major league baseball, uh, 7th in runs scored, tied for 6th in hits, 1st in doubles, homers are middle of the pack, tied for 16th. This is all coming into tonight. 6th in in K percentage, uh, 7th in average, 8th in slugging, 6th in on base. Okay, so that's the overall statistical numbers for the Red Sox on the offensive side. So that's just me pointing that out, that still on the aggregate, this offense has performed pretty solidly this season. And and as I just rattled off, they're in the top 10 in a lot of key categories. Now, let's go into what this team over the last 21 games in which they came into tonight over the last 21 games, having scored just 68 runs. Here are the numbers. So This dates back all the way to May 21st, and again, it's from May 21st coming into tonight. 28th in Major League Baseball and runs scored. OPS, 24th. uh, Homers, 29th on base 20th, slugging 26th, average 20th. It's a a unit that's dropped off, and the way you can tell and the way you can just know when you look at the starting lineup is that coming into tonight, the Red Sox had just one player that was above 800 OPS-wise. That was Masutage Yoshida. Now at least you have two at Raphael Devers with two home runs tonight. And I do think that that's a positive to take away from this game is that you saw Rafi go deep twice. His first home run hit off uh, hit off the foul pole. It was 311 feet, and it was hilarious on Baseball Savant, which tells you how many ballparks uh, a ball will go out at. It was just Fenway Park. It didn't even actually say Fenway despite it having gone out, but it said zero out of 30. Obviously that wasn't the case. It was a two-run home run after a review, but uh, he ends up hitting a blast the second time, 410 feet to right center field. That made it a one-run game in the bottom of the 10th. So that was a nice sign from tonight. He you now has four home runs over his last five games. Uh, we will certainly take that uh, from Rafael Devers, uh, and hopefully it gets him going. The OPS, again, as I just mentioned, over 800 now for him uh, at a 510 slugging percentage, which is, you know, that's that's definitely very good but that on base at 301 again from your franchise guide you'd hope that to be a, a little bit higher not just a little bit higher you know around that 350 range but that being said he's got 17 home runs in the season great sign from him recently despite that bad at bat that uh uh Wally actually did mention in yesterday's game bases loaded nobody out it was scoreless he ends up uh, bouncing into a one two three double play and uh that was uh that was it for, uh, for the Red Sox in that inning. They'd end up losing in extras 4-3, to and again tonight they lose by one run in extras, uh, 7-6 the final in 10 innings from Fenway Park. Let's go back to the phones one more time. Uh, Patrick in Western Massachusetts is looking forward to a addition coming up uh, for the Red Sox, at least one we are expecting. Patrick, you're on Red Sox Review. Patrick, you still there? All right, looks like Patrick is uh, no longer on the line. What he did want to talk about was Trevor Story, uh, who we found out yesterday uh, is is slated to come back in mid-July. That's at least the target for Trevor Story to uh, get back Uh, to this Red Sox team. He was uh, able to throw from 120 feet yesterday, first time he was at Fenway Park uh, since April, throwing at 120 feet from shortstop to first, continuing his progression, working his way back from elbow surgery. Uh, And he said, yeah, July is a real possibility for uh, DH. Uh, That's as early as we've looked at. We'll see, obviously, how he uh, progresses as he uh, makes, he he continues to work his way back uh, to this Red Sox team, a team that could desperately use him. Uh, up the middle and then he thinks he could maybe be able to play shortstop by August but middle infield depth that's been a huge issue for the Red Sox uh this season and uh we we found out before the game that Kike Hernandez will uh, no longer be utilized at shortstop we uh we heard from Alex Cora uh that he's no longer going to be the everyday shortstop Pablo Reyes is going to fill that role likely until Yu Chang is ready he's still on a rehab uh stint he had to pause his uh, rehabbing uh, due to uh, uh, just uh, some discomfort uh, in his left wrist related to uh, some surgery he got in his hand in April. So anyway, so uh, it's going to be Pablo Reyes as, as your shortstop moving forward here for the Red Sox because we don't know Adalberto Mondesi. He's been shut down from all baseball activity for now. This was a guy that you expected to be depth at some point, uh, and, and I, I think that's uh, – It's foolish to to be hoping for that at this moment. Again, the number to call in here for Red Sox review, 617-779-7937. Joe Weil with you here at Fenway Park. Red Sox lose 7-6 against the Colorado Rockies in 10 innings. So back-to-back nights, the Red Sox losing to a sub-500 Rockies team uh, in extras. And the Sox 33-35 in the season, 5-11 over their last 16, and now 10-15 in Interleague play that news. I mentioned about Pablo Reyes. That's not the only thing we found out uh, before the game in terms of uh, what we're going to see from the Red Sox from a uh, majority of the time type of uh, type of rhythm here uh, for the yeah for the foreseeable future. What well, we also found out Justin Turner is now going to play more first base uh, over Tristan Casas. Now Casas coming into tonight uh, had a negative defensive run saved at minus six, which is uh, the worst at first base in Major League Baseball. It's it's been a tough defensive start to his season, which is now again it's we're sixty eight games into the year. But uh, from a defensive side, we expected him to be a, an average first baseman. That was sort of the profile coming in. Alex Cora really liked what he saw from him last year, and uh, he he pointed that out. And when he was talking to the media, he said. This kid, of course, referring to Tristan Casas, when he came up last year, we thought he was going to be a good defender, and there's a few things he's not doing. We're working with him. And then Chris Cotillo of Mass Live, he, he sort of. Uh, w- put more context to the situation, and, and said that, you know, uh, with with Casas, he's still going to get plenty of run at first base. So the switch with Turner is not going to be as drastic as the shortstop situation, as I mentioned before, with uh, Kike Hernandez no longer playing there on an everyday basis. He's going to be shifted to center and outfield when needed, and it's Pablo Reyes for the time being who's going to fill that spot. Now, when I saw the Tristan Casas news uh, as I was making my way to Fenway today, I first thought about it I said what are they doing you know if if you know where you are with the season being 33 and 35 knowing that okay this is really most likely going to be a transition year uh for the Red Sox um it 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 didn't make sense to me in that moment that they were going to make this decision to play Justin Turner more over Tristan Casas But if you're going to have a situation where you're going to try to figure things out with Costas, who defensively last night made a couple of miscues. He could have dug out a throw uh, that ends up being an E6 for Kike Hernandez. That uh, you you might not kill him for it. I'm not saying I'm going to kill him for it, but again, it was a makeable play. He just couldn't dig it out. But then he made an error in the top of the 10th inning. The footwork wasn't there. Uh, And sure it was raining at that moment, but that's a play he needs to make for a guy in Joe Jakes, who was making his major league debut. So, I thought in, in, when I saw the tweet about this news, about working in Justin Turner more, I, I was confused. And I think a lot of people were. And I think it was fair to be confused by that, again, with a young guy who you, you just want him to play through the struggles. Well, sometimes that's not the solution. And from what we saw from this guy defensively, again, uh, minus six in defensive runs saved, that was shocking. To see that he has, you know, and it matches the eye test that he has struggled with that uh, so far this year. Things have to change if he's going to play over there uh, on a day-to-day basis. It was worst out of all first basemen. Twenty-one out of twenty-one qualified first basemen per FanGraphs at negative six defensive runs saved, and then minus four outs above average. That's thirty-first out of 38 first basemen. So there's a few and,
4: things that we have recognized. Uh, you know, this kid when he came up last year, we we thought he was going to be a great defender. And there's a few things that he's not doing, and uh, we're working with him as far as his, his pre-pitch, um, you know, some things that we have to clean up, um, you know, decision and certain ground balls, and um, you know, we'll keep working with him just like we're working with Kike. You know, I, I told Kike I said, "This is not the end. You know, it's just something that we have to do for now, but we're gonna keep working your angles and your throwing all that, and we're doing the same thing with Tristan."
3: All right, so that was Alex Cora talking about the situation and the fact that, that this needs to be worked on. And I think if you think about it from that perspective, that he's still going to play first base. They're going to work on, you know, you know, figuring this guy out because he's a huge part of your future. Remember, first base for the Red Sox for about a year and a half was, was a position that not a whole lot of thought was being put into. Or at least they thought guys would fill that role. And it, it ended up being a mishmash of people who just didn't at all. Especially from a defensive side. Don't need to remind you about Franchi Cordero and his struggles at first base, who I still contend was the worst first baseman I've ever seen. That being said, they thought that this guy is the future. Tristan Costas, I they, I, I would have to surmise they still think that, but at the same time, when things are not going well for him, you can't just continue to roll him out there. They believe in him, but it, it needs to change, and that's why Justin Turner uh, ends up getting the start tonight. And ironically, he makes an error uh, in this game. He made one in the ninth inning. It didn't end up hurting the Red Sox. That being said, he did make some nice plays in the game. He was able to uh, nab a runner at home in this contest. It was uh, in the top of the fourth inning when the Rockies were already uh, ahead for nothing. They could have added on more. He ends up making a nice play. There were there were a couple nice plays that he made, although um, I, I still think his defense could use some work as well. He's not um, a guy that – the, you're going to bank on future-wise to be playing that position moving forward. And I do also wonder, on a on a separate thing, I don't know if the Red Sox are necessarily intending to do this. I doubt it. But you get him out there playing first base, maybe it enhances his trade value. If you decide to go that route, if this thing continues to spiral uh, as Red Sox, again, it has been for this team. They're 5-11 over the last 16. Offensively, Despite the six runs tonight, doesn't quite tell the full story. Runners in scoring position, again, struggling. And here we are, again, a Red Sox team that, uh, after that 21-14 and 14 start, is now 12-21, and 21 and things are going south fast. They just took two out of three against the Yankees. You'd hope that momentum would really carry into this uh, homestand, and that hasn't been the case uh, for the Red Sox. Instead, they once again can't beat up on a bad team in the Rockies, who came into this series twenty-seven and forty, and even with the two wins, uh, still well below five hundred. But the Red Sox now at Fenway below five hundred. Team they're seventeen and eighteen on the road, sixteen and seventeen. And again, what their identity was when they're good isn't their identity anymore. Their identity is just being a frustrating baseball team. And once again, we we see case in point tonight on the field, losing in extra innings. Again, the final seven to six Rockies over the Red Sox in ten. This is Joe Weil and Red Sox Review. We're taking you all the way up to midnight. We'll pause for a short break. We'll preview tomorrow's game and wrap up our thoughts from tonight. You're listening to Red Sox Review here on WEEI. And the pitch hit high and deep to the right field corner. Back by the Rockies. Bullpen and over it.
2: A two-run homer for Rafael Devers, his second of the night. And the Red Sox back within a run at 7-6.
3: The great Sean McDonough on the call for Rafi Devers' second home run of the night, and that was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show and your quest for savings at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Shop your local Nissan store or nissanusa.com today. Joe Wild with you here from Fenway Park wrapping up Red Sox review as the Sox, uh, another frustrating night. Here at home they fall 7 to 6 against the Colorado Rockies in 10 innings to so the Rockies End up winning this series that'll wrap up tomorrow. It'll be Garrett Whitlock on the hill for the Sox in the series finale at 7:10 p.m. Opposite of the left-hander uh, Austin Gumber. We'll get to that matchup and Whitlock and what he's done this season in a moment. But just focusing again on tonight, uh, the Red Sox on a starting side uh, got Cutter Crawford on the hill today. Last four times out for Red Sox starters had been pretty good, and it started with what Whitlock did on Friday. At Yankee Stadium, six and a third innings pitch, seven hits, two runs, one earned. And then uh, Tanner Houck on Saturday against the Yankees, six innings, three hits, two runs. Bayo in the series finale, seven innings, three hits, two runs. And then Paxton last night was great, six innings pitch, four hits, one run. Uh, None earned. One walk, eight strikeouts. Uh, Cutter Crawford trying to continue that run tonight didn't end up being the case. He went four innings and allowed five hits, four runs all earned. He walked three, a season high, struck out five, 80 pitches, 53 strikes, 12 batted balls, six hard hits. So not uh, a good night for Cutter Crawford. He ends up getting the no decision, but let's hear what he had to say after the Red Sox lost tonight. What do you got to describe your adding Uh... Frustrating. Um, have a good first two innings, then then losing the command for the strike zone. You know, two out walks and not being able to put guys away. Um, it's frustrating. Um, you kind of feel like you let your teammates down, putting them behind the eight ball that early in the game. And uh, they were able to do a good job to battle back, but you know they we just
2: couldn't pull it off. But it was overall for me, it was just a frustrating outing. Third inning.
4: As you talked about when things are kind of getting away from you a little bit. Because you have two outs, you have an opportunity to to clear
3: the way. What are you kind of working? with in yourself to do uh i'm trying you know fill the fill the strike zone up obviously that's not what i did um i think a couple of those guys i had them one two 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 and um you know i wasn't able to put them away in that and that at bat and it it led to a walk and obviously two out walks are never good um so yeah i'm just trying to fill the strike zone i just wasn't able to execute tonight in that situation all right, so that was Cutter Crawford chatting after the no decision he picked up tonight. It ends up being a 7-6 loss in 10 innings for the Red Sox against the Colorado Rockies. But, yeah, four innings pitch, five hits, four runs for Crawford. Uh, he just did not have uh, his command tonight. That's what Alex Cora said, and that's uh, the right thing to say after what we saw from him because we've seen Craw- uh, Cutter Crawford be really good. For the Red Sox this year and he's trying to secure himself a starting spot uh, with Corey Kluber now in the bullpen, Nick Pavetta in the bullpen. This is uh, an opportunity for him. It's a tough transition to go from starting the season in the rotation and then to go to the bullpen and then back into the rotation. Although he was extended uh, in his outings uh, when he did pitch out of the bullpen. That being said, just didn't have it tonight and uh, it doesn't be it isn't the reason the Red Sox lost but it certainly didn't help out the cause, as the Red Sox were down early in this one, 4-0. Uh, Elias Diaz hit a basis-clearing double in the top of the third inning to make it 3 nothing. Rockies would tack on another in the uh, top of the fourth inning. Brenton Doyle with an RBI double in that Frame and then the Red Sox got two back on a two-run home run by Rafi Devers in the bottom of the fourth inning. They had another run in the fifth. Could have been two had Verdugo maybe slid on, uh, to home on a single by Justin Turner with the bases loaded, but it did bring in one. So that made it a four-three game, and then the uh, the Red Sox uh, tied it in the bottom of the sixth inning on a sack fly by Christian Arroyo. Stayed a four-four game. Red Sox had a couple of opportunities to break uh, break the tie and they could not do it. Justin Turner came up second and third, one out, bottom seven, It's a 4-2 fielder's choice off the bat of him. Bases loaded two outs later in that seventh inning with a game still tied at four. Adam Duvall grounds out to short. And then in the eighth inning, they had a runner at third with one out. Jaron Duran came in to pinch run for Tristan Casas, stole two bases, got to third uh, with one out, but then Reese McGuire lines out to second. Pablo Reyes bounces out uh, to end that frame. That may have been a spot that Kike Hernandez could have pinch hit in uh, despite it being announced before the game that he's no longer going to be the everyday shortstop, but still could be a guy to put out there late in innings if he's going to pinch hit in a situation like that. Because I do think he's a better hitter than Reyes, despite the fact that he's had a tough season, that being Kike Hernandez. Anyway, the Rockies score three in the top of the 10th inning, a big two run double by Randall Grichuk, and then they added on one more run. Devers hits a two run home run in the bottom of the 10th to make it 7 6, but. That was it. That was all. Pierce Johnson wraps it up with his twelfth save of the season. And again, the Sox fall by a score of seven to six against the Colorado Rockies in ten innings. The Sox now thirty-three and thirty-five. They continue to fall in both the ALE standings and also the wild card standings, which a wild card is really what they're chasing at this point but it's not looking good through 68 games and 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 we are starting to see a little bit of desperation uh from this Red Sox team and you can you can hear the frustration in Alex Cora's voice when he talks. Again, tomorrow's game the series finale, Garrett Whitlock on the hill for the Red Sox, 3 and 2, 4.78 ERA. Austin Gumber, the starter for the Rockies, left-handed pitcher, 4 and 5, 7.57 ERA. Want to thank Joe Braverman back at our WEI studios doing a fantastic job playing sound, getting us in and out of breaks. He is the man, and he's back at the WEI studios. I'm still at Fenway Park. Joe Wild, it's been a long night, and it's about to come to an end. Again, the Rockies, a 7-6 winner over the Red Sox in 10 innings, Red Sox 33-35. and 35. They'll look to salvage the series finale at 7-10 tomorrow at Fenway. Thanks for listening to Red Sox Review. Here on WEI. You
5: don't have to go
1: home,
3: but you can't stay
1: here. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?